Welcome to the Great Game Debate Podcast, where friends come together to talk about video games and our lives. As always, I'm your host, Caden Barathate Lane, and I just want to go ahead and start off by welcoming back our dear friend and co-panelist, Stephen Beaumont, our man in Australia. How you doing, buddy? It's been months. The time <laughs> change. It killed us. Yeah, no, it's good to be back, mate. Thank you so yeah. much for having me. It'll be great to have your energy back on the pod. Um <laughs> We are also joined by our man in the closet, Wes Bates. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. Hey, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm doing a new thing here. So I'm going to start every podcast with a completely useless video game trivia fact. So, so here's your useless trivia fact for this show. So Breath of the Wild has so much detail in it that there's actually a sound effect for Bokoblin picking their nose. I don't know if you knew this, but this is this is absolutely true. There is a sound know. effect for Bokoblins picking their nose. But that leads me to the question. Should they have actually called them Bugoblins? Oh, <laughs> my God. 100 percent. Yes. Wow. Incredible. Uh, and of course, we are joined by the godfather of the great game debate himself, because we literally could not do the podcast without his recording and editing skills. Jonah Gomez. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? I am here. And I am ready to podcast. And you know what? I'm I'm pretty excited for our guests this week. Both That's of them, right. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we do have the honor this week of being joined by our guest, Travis of the Draft Punks. How you doing, man? I'm doing hey. great. I'm super excited to be here. Happy to be recording a podcast, you know? Yeah, it's great. It's going to be a, a very good time. Y'all are a um, lovely bunch. Thank you. Welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you on. Yeah, we've had this little cross pollination between Great Game Debate and Draft Punk's podcast. So it's great to keep that going. We we finally have the final punk. (laughs) Yeah, I've been listening. I've been listening to the uh, Rob and Ryan episode, and uh, you know Ryan, kind of an honorary punk as well. So you know you've you've had the whole lot now. The trifecta is complete. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, um, I'll just jump right into it. Um, I hope you guys stopped by the Snow Peak Mountain Smithy and picked up your razor sword because it's time for the icebreaker. All right. We didn't even tell Travis that he should punch the camera, but he did it anyway because he's that much of a natural. (laughs) Bam. (laughs) <laughs> all right travis well we we of course like to uh do a short little interview with our guests on the podcast to get to know you a little better but uh i am just curious for you personally you know you're one one fourth of the draft punks you know how did you kind of uh get involved with that uh so brian uh came to me with the idea uh like during the beginnings of the pandemic when everyone was talking about starting a podcast. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. and <laughs> we don't know anybody like that. <laughs> yeah. And we talked about the draft idea. Uh, some, um, I brought the idea of the community voting, uh, and the winner getting All first right. draft pick, which I stole directly from a website called the takeout. 
Mm -hmm. uh, that does a food draft every week and they had to have people vote in the or like on twitter or something in a poll um and yeah i i i shamelessly stole that idea but hey it works uh and then the months went by and he would say yeah i'm still thinking about it and uh finally we decided to ask rob to join as the as the third and then recorded our first episode about the MCU and and we we put out an episode a week for over a year um but then uh we're on kind of a hiatus right now uh um, sure, sure uh because Brian is a new father which mm -hmm. is awesome Yay, my work schedule changed Yay. and my work schedule changed a lot and yeah, uh yeah. so we are we're in kind of a holding pattern for right now, mm -hmm. but we have an amazing community um, that, I mean, that's the best part, I think, um, of the podcast is having a community to to hang out with. And, you know, there's still a lot of chatter going on in the Discord. So I still, you know, I, at least still feel connected in that kind of way. But yeah, yeah. We, we're a pandemic podcast, you know, the double P. You guys do have an amazing community. I, yeah, I will. I have to yeah. give you guys all the credit in the world because you have such a, I mean, just engaged group of people and everybody's super friendly and, and just obviously happy to be there and to be part of the group and, you know, always very welcoming. I, I don't stop in there as much as I should, but I do like to pop in every now and then and mm -hmm. people are always yeah. like happy to see me and talk to me and it's really nice. yeah we love to see you and and i i really feel like uh you know you guys have a great community here and it really shows that you get in like you get the energy that you put in is what you get back from your community right like um especially at the kind of size we are you know you've these people really vibe with what you're doing yeah right and <laughs> um that allows for the least toxic uh places on the internet mm -hmm. i think um and so yeah yeah for sure right. sweet well uh you know uh for our guest travis wes usually goes out and does a little bit of recon on their personal information that we like to needle you about yeah brian but, uh... brian told me sure actually <laughs> oh no i'm building a rep <laughs> we can't trust brian anymore wes no brian actually told me uh what you asked him so about me so you know oh <laughs> you can't trust that guy with anything yeah all right he's well, off my list yeah questions are relatively innocuous um yeah. i'm just gonna throw you a softball um oh do you have something you want to jump into oh, i was gonna say yeah i will not debate hades versus spelunky too i <laughs> okay. will not leave that one out yeah, i decided not um, to throw that one out there so sure, maybe sure. maybe a different guest we can we can bring that back up <laughs> i love all my children equally <laughs> well uh one of the points Wes came back to us with was um your personal favorite console is the Nintendo 64. And, uh, you know, the Nintendo 64 online service for the Switch is kind of a hot-button topic right now. So just kind of wondering if you've had the time to jump in and check that out at all. 
I have not, but yeah. I would love to talk about the fact that Winback Covert Operations is one of oh, the games yeah. that they brought yeah. because I had Winback Covert Operations on the N64, nah. and I wow. have extremely fond memories of it. Uh, definitely, like my first experience in a tank controlled shooter because I didn't have a PlayStation, so I never like played Resident Evil or anything. Mm. Um, which I believe Winback also came out on the PS2 if I'm not mistaken. Um, But yeah, I, that is the thing that's making me like think about picking up NSO more than anything. And also what's the other, like not super famous game that came out. Um, Not sure. I think it's like, I think it's a bullet hell game though. Oh, Um, Sin and Punishment. punishment. Yeah. Sin and and Punishment. punishment. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I hear really good things. I like mm-hmm. bullet hell games. So like those are the two things more than anything. And then mm-hmm. Majora's Mask coming eventually because that's yeah. you know extremely high on my favorite games of all time. Mm-hmm. I thought you were I thought you were doing like a little joke and you're like, oh, you know that super famous game that's not <laughs> no, you know, uh, 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 Ocarina of Time, you know, oh, you know, a little, see, and that's <laughs> that's what Brian threw at me when I you know said I wasn't like super jazzed about it or anything it's like I've played through Ocarina so many times like Majora's is like more attractive to me but like yeah Ocarina like I never got super into Mario 64 and I have the 3D All-Stars collection so if I really wanted Mm -hmm. to play Mario 64 I'd go play that version play the up-res version well, apparently it's like the same emulation uh, that they're <laughs> using on the um, the version on NSO or something like that. So. Now, now we know why they were limiting how like their sales on it is because they're like, oh, we're just going to give it to everyone later in the year. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. Uh, I do wish I had gotten one of them controllers, the mm-hmm. N64 controllers, because yeah, I got they, two. Did nice. you? Yeah. How good to the? How did the sticks feel? I mean, uh insanely good. Because I thought that that would be the thing that they would fall off with. Because I um I've after modded a fair few uh sixty four controllers with um GameCube like uh de- um analog Gates. sticks, and they're mm-hmm. way too sensitive. And so these have they don't have they probably don't have as big of a dead zone as like a brand new Nintendo sixty four controller would. But it's enough that it works and it feels right. Um, so yeah, it, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't feel like it's going to be, um, you know, too difficult to do like very sensitive movement. Um, and like my son and I played as well online. We just decided like, because even though we can play it on the couch, um, I've got the family pack, and so we tried mm-hmm. it out with him on his Switch Lite and me on my Switch. Um, and it ran fine, like online. I was, I was thinking, oh, it's going to be a bit jank, but like Mario Kart 64 worked perfectly. So, what did your son? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's probably seen an N64 controller before, huh? Yeah, oh, uh, like, uh, it's funny because <laughs> before we had our sec- second kid, um, I had it set up in where the nursery is now, um, and so like he was playing like. Uh, I had like Winnie the Pooh's adventure or something like that. It's like, or Tigger, Tigger's adventure or something. Um, Cause oh, I bought a heap of 64 <laughs> games back in the day. Um, but yeah, so, but he's, he's enjoying Mario Kart 64. He's enjoying uh, Yoshi's story and stuff. So it's been Reason worth it right. for that. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, did three guys have any burning questions for Travis before we move on? I have a question. So, Travis, I think you're the the folks that know you uh, relatively well know kind of how into music you are. Oh, uh, you're very well known for your um, uh, deep cuts in, in music uh, on on your podcast, and and uh, I was just curious. Uh, I haven't heard you talk a whole lot about video game music. Um, so I was just curious, what is your favorite video game soundtrack? Uh, one second. All right. Wes, He's you are... Away. Wes, I've, I've driven away our guest. Wes, you are <laughs> treading some dangerous waters bringing up music <laughs> with both Steven and I on here and Travis, because Steven and I have talked about Change some course. of uh, Travis's picks on their music drafts and stuff. <laughs> uh, this Whoa, is Castlevania 3. Ooh, what? That, that is sick. Holy. Oh, I love that. Uh, audio listeners, jump on the YouTube video right now and come look at this artwork. Uh, I love this that. Comes That's on amazing. two vinyls. Uh, one is the Famicom sound version, and one is the NES sound version. So you get to really hear the differences between the sound chips. Oh, that's wow. so sick! That's just really cool. That vinyl. Uh, yeah. so this is probably my favorite individual game soundtrack. Uh, there's like a mini bosses, uh, Castlevania three song. Mini bosses are a video game music cover band. Mm -hmm. uh that's like one of the most hyped things i've ever heard in my life and so when right. Mond when mondo put this out i got this one but this is my favorite like game soundtrack package that i own this oh, is man. metroid oh. metroid 2 and super metroid <laughs> That's oh really my cool. god! And this wow. is like a parody of the Velvet Underground uh, yeah. album cover. This is actually a sticker. Um, That's funny. Yeah, and it's got this. Uh, oh this my god! That's wow. so sick. So, so do you... yeah, I'm a big fan of video game music. Nice. <laughs> well, uh, bravo on your confirmed. choices, sir. Bravo. I, yeah, I, I cannot fault you there. As far so as gen modern stuff, as far as modern stuff, Celeste. Oh, mm. okay. That's good. I have that downloaded on my phone. Really uh, scattered, um, scattered and Len lost. Is... Lena Rain, yeah. So good. All right. Go play uh, Moonlight Bay. After the, after the show, Travis, you, me, and Steven are gonna have a massive music discussion because uh, <laughs> Steven and I, Steven and I, have some thoughts about opinions that you've shared. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you agree that uh, lo-fi uh, hip hop beats is smooth jazz for millennials? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, yes, that's well, a yeah, that's a take that I've brought out on the show a couple of times. That I it's not a very it's not a very hot take. That's actually very accurate. It's no, like, it's yeah, super yeah. accurate. Yeah, I love that. I love well, the that. moment I said it, everyone was like. Wow! Oh, wow! Yeah. <laughs> that's <a good> <laughs> So, um, do you collect vinyl, or do you just have a select few albums? Uh, I'm kind of particular in what I have. I mean, what, when I went to shows a lot, I would buy vinyls at the, at the shows because I like, in a way, they're kind of art pieces. Mm, um, and then, 
you know, I pick things up on a basis of if they're like things that I like to listen to the full album of uh, most of the time. Um, so I have a very curated uh, collection, definitely. Beautiful. Uh, nice. But yeah, I like music. Thanks for asking. Yeah, great question, Wes. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think uh, we I, I will turn things over to uh, the judge, Jonah Gomez, to get the debate kicked off. We got a spicy one today. We got something that's a little near and dear to my heart. We're going to be talking about... Uh, Zelda, but not just Zelda games. We're going to be talking about weapons, items, masks, clothing, anything you can think of itemized in a Zelda game in our debate today. Today we have Wes and Steven representing Link Between Worlds and all the items in those game or in that game versus Caden and Travis representing Majora's Mask. Shocking, oh, shocking the world slash <laughs> the people who have been listening to the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> and you know what? This kind of is a battle of the sequels as well, since both these games are direct sequels from... Uh, Very interesting, yeah. Yeah, you know? so I hadn't thought of that. It's it's just kind of worked out right that now. way. <laughs> yeah. I, no, we planned it. Uh, yeah, we absolutely yeah, planned we, it that way. We totally uh, planned it that way. <laughs> uh, as always, we'll start out with our opening statements, which will be Caden and Wes, right? Ready. I'm ready. No? No. Is no, it Caden no, and no. Steven? <laughs> we didn't really talk about who's doing what. Oh, God. So Steven, <laughs> Steven's doing the opening. Caden, are you doing the opening? Yeah. Well, it appears yep. our opponents have come unprepared, Travis. We shall <laughs> pounce upon their weakness. No, I said we as a group collectively did oh. not go through who was doing what. Hey, me, oh. me and Travis decided who was doing what. Never mind. Never mind. I'm opening. Never mind. This is well, I understand it's... what you're saying, Wes. I understand <laughs> what you're saying. Thank you. Thank you. All right. It's Steven versus Caden for the opening, and then the the rebuttal will be Travis versus Wes. Then, then to, who's Ron. doing the closing? Because <laughs> we're doing a split. We're doing a split rebuttal. No, oh, yeah, no, you just yeah. No, that makes just it complicated. Call, call that, us in a minute. No, it doesn't. Just call you, us in a minute so we can switch. No, you don't Easy, have baby. to produce the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that hard. Well, we planned it this way. Like, just let us, one let us minute. run with it, man. Let us run with one it. So then, who then who's doing the closing thoughts? I will. Yeah. Easy, easy. Okay, we didn't, we didn't split, talk about it. Yeah, we didn't split, talk about it. It's split we... evenly in half. I mean, <laughs> it'll be a game time decision based on how the the opening and the rebuttal go. All right. Well, now okay. I have to scrap all of this because um do you? Yes, I'm I might People put it like in at the end. People like to hear how the sausage gets made. I think they made, do. Dude. I think we People should keep it in. People love to hear it's how fun. the sausage gets made. <laughs> Fine, I'll keep it in, but like <laughs> Yes. Okay. And then let's, let's go. Let's go. What we usually do for the closing thoughts is one minute each person, but I guess it'll be Oh, okay. No, that, <laughs> that just... makes sense. That yeah, sounds we're good. just we're that just doing one minute each person for the rebuttal. It's no different. Okay. Yeah, we're just switching up. Add a bit of spice, bud. I'm not even gonna do um, the, the, the the 
coin flip because <laughs> you guys are making it easier for me to uh, decide. Caden, would you like to start or go last? Let's go. First or last? Okay. First. Let's go. LFG, baby. LFG. Oh my god, this is already a mess. I love it. All right, I. Caden, I got two minutes on the clock. Are you ready, sir? Yes. Three, two, one, go. And I got one word for you, baby. Masks. Uh, Majora's Mask, just like, holy crap. Like, it's got your traditional Zelda items. You got bombs, you got the hookshot, you got arrows, you got bottles. But, masks. And like, okay, three of these masks are key items you need to progress through the game. And it's not just like a tool you use, like, as an implement. It's like it literally transforms you into an entirely new being with different capabilities and a play style like you can roll through the lava as a goron you can swim through the ocean as a zora you can fly through the sky as a deku scrub it's just it's beautiful and then the mystery like when you're playing a regular zelda game you just get an item you're like okay i i, I think i i know where this is going with this item but when you get a mask and majora's mask it's like a hawk face with feather wings or like a bunny tiara with bunny ears or like a freaky like mummy mask and you're like i don't even know what this is gonna do i i have to go explore and experiment and oh it's just it's just incredible and uh you've got uh unconventional items um for example the the great fairy the great fairy sword uh is an optional super powered sword you can get if you collect all the fairies in a in a, a particular temple and it has a this great utility where it, it, it bypasses uh uh being cursed by an enemy and not being able to attack with your sword because it's technically not a sword it's an item so the curse doesn't affect it and uh you know just gotta you gotta bring it home with the the fierce dieting link mask where if you take the trouble to collect all the masks in the game you get an item that literally turns you into a god that just crushes the final boss and no competition like what a power trip bravo what, what can you say very good i can say a lot there <laughs> <laughs> you could all right steven you got two minutes on the uh, clock or should i should i just do three minutes yeah you probably should actually no i'm not gonna do <laughs> that <laughs> you got two minutes on the clock for your opening statement are you ready no to go I'm ready. Get your itchy trigger on the um, expletive button because <laughs> oh I'm gonna get wild in here probably. <laughs> Three, two, one, go. All right, a link between worlds, lads. If we want to talk about great items in a video game, first of all, we can't go any further before we talk about Ravio, our main lad that's helping us out on our journey. This dude, you know. So what? Yeah, he squatted in your house, but guess what? He's going to lend you all of his items. Free of charge. What an absolute gem. At the start of the game, you can go wherever you want with these items. All the special Zelda items that you want. Free of charge. What an absolute gem. You know, he's just that dude that's like, here, you can like borrow my season of loss, like, and you can watch it. But if you scratch it, yeah, you're going to have to pay for it. But like, you know, he's been a good bloke. Whereas, like, think about the Happy Mask Salesman. Happy Mask Salesman, 
Don't you mean, like, he's a bit of a dog of a bloke. Like, I wouldn't want to hang out with him. But Ravio, he's got my back. He's looking out for us. And in the Link Between Worlds, we've got not only all of the great Zelda items that work as they should work, because it's on a 2D plane and they just work. No Z triggers. No, no, no um, camera messing up. It just works. So, in this game, you've got the greatest, the greatest item ever, which is Ravio's bracelet. You can literally meld into a wall, and you can see this top-down perspective from a whole new side-on perspective and find secrets because you are a painting, seconds. and you can go and walk around the environments and find amazing secrets that couldn't be done any other way. Not only that, you can... Oh my god, I gotta go quicker. You can upgrade every single one of these items. You go to this octopus lady, and just like your first blowjob, you chuck them into her mouth, and guess what? You come out changed. These items come out changed. You've, they've changed because they've upgraded. And that's what A Link Between Worlds does. It upgrades everything. Jesus. Wow. wow. <laughs> um, I told you know. in three minutes. <laughs> I also just want to uh, appreciate the Australian phrase "dog of a bloke," which I'd never <laughs> heard before. Good stuff. See, now I'm now I'm worried because I, I haven't played Link Between Worlds, and Caden looks like he's got some thoughts on Ravi. Oh like, yeah, I like, wish. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I could talk but some we shit. might I have to talk some for him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're not changing this up anymore. Or yeah, you're right. <laughs> I know. You're right. I no, just I you, you you snapped up rebuttal so fast. I thought you had some. Like, uh, it's because I just there. love crushing other people's opinions, and <laughs> okay. then you know I only later I only later thought about the fact that I don't know much about <laughs> between worlds. I got some things to say. I got some things to say based on what was said. I'm glad cool. you like had the time to to do some research, and you're just like nah. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna crush it. <laughs> oh, I did some research. Oh, okay. What do you think I, why do you think my, my face got all white for a while there? Because I opened a new Chrome tab, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Travis, I got two minutes on the clock. Are you ready to go? Uh, I'm, I am ready. Okay. I'm ready. Three, two, one, debate. So you're telling me that none of these items have any story behind them for you? You just get them from a guy and, and like, that's it? Every single mask you get in Majora's Mask has a heartfelt story behind it. If you go through the task to get the wedding couple's mask, you have seen some shit. You have seen some sad stuff and you have made the happiest things happen. Just for this one item, you end up like with three masks total just for this one quest line. And you're telling me you love the items from a game where some guy, some guy just hands them to you. You upgrade things by tossing them to an octopus. Have you ever won a Goron race before, my friend? You've got spikes coming out of your body. You got to break the magic pots just to get the gold dust. This, this might be my, like, favorite single, like, just questline item in a Zelda game, by the way. The gold dust that you have to take to the smithy to turn your sharpened, your razor sword, into a gilded sword. That's not just some octopus that you lob stuff at, you know? It's, uh, 
Uh, uh, and let's see, what what else? A bracelet that lets you pick up stuff? What if you got a mask that turned you into stone? 30 right? seconds. I mean... <laughs> uh, seriously, though, what's up with these rented items? Like... It just seems silly. And how do you get the Master Sword level 3? You toss it into a pool. You just toss it into a pool, right? Again, the... that's that's what this said. <laughs> Caden said no? Okay. No. Okay. There's no heart behind these items. That's my closing. <laughs> wow. That was phenomenal. Oh, man. My so tell me about is... the Master Sword level 3. <laughs> And apologies to audio <laughs> listeners. That, that was not uh, Beastie Boys distortion on purpose. That was, that was Travis getting a little bit excited. <laughs> All right, Wes, uh, you've got. No, Steven. Um, Steven's got a minute. Then me. Do so you want the first you, minute or you want you, second? You, you, no. you take the first minute, please. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I I hate this. I hate this so much. <laughs> Steven, you've got a minute on the clock. Ready, set, go. All right. So, first of all, let's just talk a little bit about the dangers of online dating and catfishing. <laughs> and Majora's Mask is completely chock-a-block full of catfishing. That's all Link does. He keeps on pretending he's other people. People keep on getting confused that he's someone that's dead. Someone... Oh, I'm going to just put on this, like like cow mask and all of a sudden I'm gonna go crash a wedding wearing a cow mask like, 30 seconds what are you doing dude like leave it alone and like let's not talk about like just the the terrible Goron trials the terrible Zora trials like just like the Urukai says we've been eating maggoty bread for three stinking days not gonna do it anymore no way and let alone the fact that you lose all of your bombs and all of your arrows whenever you revert back to the first day oh okay wow so i didn't i, I didn't even have to like censor him it just cut out yeah <laughs> interesting all right uh wes you've got your minute go Okay, so Majora's Mask gives you tons of masks, but only a few of them are actually useful for gameplay. You've got the the general ones for transformations, but most of them are relegated to quest items, or they're relatively useless. Talk about things like marching with chickens, doing stupid dances, looking in mailboxes, or listening to stories. That's what the majority of the masks in Majora's Mask grant you the ability to do. Also, tons of the masks are creepy as F, man. Link puts seconds. him on and he screams in horror and pain. <laughs> I feel like I have PTSD every time I watch him put on a mask and transform. It's freaking creepy, man. And every time he puts the, the Deku mask on, he looks like he wants to freaking kill himself. He's so sad. Um, there's actually also very few uh, unique items that aren't in other Zelda games other than the masks. The only two exceptions are basically magic beans and powder kegs. Big deal. Use them about twice in the game. It's not very impressive. Time. Ma magic okay. beans are in Ocarina, too. Yeah. Don't give him more ammunition, Travis. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, <clears throat> that was a uh, rebuttal section, I suppose. We'll go into the closing <laughs> thoughts. Um, 
Travis, Caden, you each get a, a minute. Wes, I guess you get two. Because, um, you know, there aren't <laughs> rules to these kinds of things. So, Caden, uh, or who, which one of you wants to go first? I'll, for... I'll go first so okay. I can do a little bit. Oh, so yeah, you're going yeah, yeah, yeah. you're, you're gonna, yeah. to keep it in order. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Caden, um, <laughs> one minute on the clock. Ready, set, go. All right, here's the deal. Uh, there's a fundamental flaw in a link. Uh, man, I went to fool Joe Biden just then. Here's the deal. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, blues of time, blues of time. Uh, okay, I gotta, I gotta regroup. So, because the way the items are structured in uh, a link between worlds, that you can get them at any time and tackle the dungeons in any order, it uh, forced the developers uh, in a way to design all the dungeons to be the same difficulty since you could do them in any order and that difficulty is easy as hell and uh so the game's just like not really challenging uh whereas you will find uh buckets of challenge in uh majora's mask um, 15 seconds but uh yeah uh, i just want to say quality over quantity majora's mask i'd rather have the three transformation masks in majora's mask over all the items that link gets in any other zelda game there you go very nice. All right, Travis, are you ready? You got one minute on the clock. Ready, set, go. Why would you wear flippers when you could become flippers? <laughs> you know, why would you need a horse-shaped motorcycle to ride around when you could just become a wheel? You know? These are questions until the Majora's Mask dared to answer. And they answered it brilliantly. I spent hours just swimming in that race against the beavers because the swimming as Zora felt so delightful to me. I've never enjoyed the movement in a Zelda game before or since in the yeah, way that I enjoy moving. <laughs> okay. Whoa. Major foul. <laughs> really, Steven? Really? You're interrupting somebody else's debate? Ooh. Yes. Hopefully this won't influence the decision making of the council uh, <laughs> when determining a winner. You know? Uh, we'll see. I, I'm going to give you an extra 15 seconds. Okay. You've got you've got thirty seconds on the clock, right. Travis. Go ahead Thanks, and continue your uh, your closing thoughts, since you were so uh, rudely interrupted. Also, the fierce deity mask is the probably my favorite single item in any Zelda game. It gives you it gives Link the coolest character design that Link has ever had, and the coolest sword that Link has ever had. At the same time, while bringing back the beam shooting mechanic from the OG Zelda game. That's it. Cool. <clears throat> Steven. Now that we're out of the debate, like, wouldn't it be cool to have out like, of the debate? We're not out of the debate. We're not out of the debate. Aren't we? No, no. no. <laughs> Confused yourself by splitting your rebuttal. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Wes, you have two minutes on the clock. I'm sorry you decided to partner up with Steven. 
he's taking us both down with the chair. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> Two minutes on the clock. Ready, set, go. Okay, so I just want to start off. Um, Link does look cool as hell with the Fierce Deity Mask. Um, what I will say about the Great Deity Sword, it's the strongest sword in the game, but you can only use it in boss fights. You can really, it's actually only really relegated to the final boss fight because you don't have it until the very end of the game. So while it, it's really useful for taking down the final boss easily, it's really not useful for much more than that. So um, I just want to touch really quickly on some of the more unique items from uh, Link Between Worlds. Uh, let's talk about rods. There's two unique rods that can only be found in A Link Between Worlds. The, the first is the sand rod, which allows you to create pillars of sand to uh, kind of move through areas uh, and create platforms that you couldn't otherwise move through. You can uh, also use your uh, Ravio's bracelet to kind of like move along the edge of the sand pillars that you create. It's, uh, very cool. The second of which, <coughs> excuse me, is the tornado rod, which has several really cool uses. Uh, number one, it allows you to kind of like use it as a helicopter propeller to like lift yourself up to different areas. Um, and it's also really useful for solving puzzles by like putting out extinguishing fires. And um, it's also really useful in combat because it pushes enemies backwards with the tornado that it creates and it stuns them, giving you the opportunity to go in and attack. Um, there's also there's also the fire and ice rods, uh, fire and ice rods, which um, uh, reappear from a Link to the Past. Um, as Link, uh, as uh, Steve mentioned, uh, all of the items in the game are upgradable. So you can upgrade your bow to shoot three arrows, three arrows at a time. You can throw three boomerangs at a time. The game has upgradable armor, so you can get both the blue and red tunics, which cut your uh, cut the damage you take in half. Uh, it also has a B badge, which allows you to carry Bs and bombs that you can throw and attack enemies. I wanted to hear more about the B badge. <laughs> All oh, right. You're, you're muted, Travis. You're muted. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to point out, I only said the Fierce Deity Sword was the coolest looking sword. Not that it was the strongest. <laughs> wow, what a legendary debate, guys. Just uh... give it up for yourself. One, one yeah. for the record books. What an event. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's gonna be one for, for all the, the wrong record, reasons. <laughs> I just want to say, I think Travis Travis's quote about why would you want to ride around on a horse-shaped motorcycle when you could, be, you could be a become wheel. a wheel is probably like the greatest quote that's ever been on this podcast. Like, <laughs> yeah, that is uh, um, that was some next level stuff right there. Thank you, Travis, for that fantastic quote. <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you you're welcome all right well hopefully friends and folks and whoever's listening to this we can get the the show back on the rails since uh i guess everyone kind of took it off the rails yeah <laughs> um L last thing to say i just, oh I just need to say this i admit i missed out because it just it slipped my mind through the rebuttal is the fact that like I wanted to pay out on the bunny hood and its effect on Smash Melee and like mm. how much I hate the bunny hood and how much it just hurts my enjoyment of Smash because it's yeah, just like okay. wait especially if you, if you're a quick character it's just like you're going too quick like well with the bunny hood. well Let that's cool that thought and... does not count towards the debate so yeah, nobody cares and also that was that. That was in Ocarina of Time first, the bunny head. Yeah. Was in so, yeah, but 
first. Blame Ocarina of Time. But but it's but it's specifically not in a link between worlds, which is has the best items, as everyone knows, obviously. The debate the debate's over. The debate's <laughs> over. So any of your thoughts are nonsense. Yeah. Which uh I will Jonah's gonna on. put his Jonah's gonna put his mask of truth on. And you know. <laughs> also in a link between worlds. <laughs> anyway, I guess it's time for me to decide who had a better debate. And while I appreciate Steven and Wes trying to change things up on me. <clears throat> Obviously, you don't appreciate it very much. Because yeah, that was the sarcasm, snark, <laughs> Snarky way. So. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, this is going to be a fun one to edit. Uh, the, my personal pick for the winner is going to be Majora's Mask. Um, the, the whole quote of why would you ride a motorcycle when you can become the wheel kind of kind of sealed it for me but you guys also kept the structure of the bait so thank you i appreciate that that's not fair that's not no fair. i i thought they brought better points i did i did the, the my, point thing is fine, but don't, don't hold the structure against us um uh steven also fouled so <clears throat> the community will decide <laughs> the community will decide and speaking of the community deciding we have our results from our Castlevania debate with Brad Ellis. We had Egavanias versus, versus Classic Vanias. And the winner was 7-3 to Egavanias. Congratulations, Wes. As it should be. Our man, West. Man. Our man, Wes. Well, at least Thanks I won it. something today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one likes being knocked backwards into a pit. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's why I said... Like putting it on easy on like um, Curse of the Moon. Curse of so the Moon. Good. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. All right. Curse of the Moon and Igravania though. Oh no, Curse no. of the Moon. Never mind. That's yeah, yeah. Never mind. All right. That's the eighth bit. Let's <clears throat> let's get the hell out of this debate, Caden. I'm gonna <laughs> send it back to you. All right, we are back from our break. Um. You know, that debate had some, like, weird aggro vibes, so I just want to reiterate to the audience that, like, everyone here loves both these games. We love the old school and the new school Zelda. I mean, Jonah's over here with the creepy Majora's Mask over his shoulder and the Master Sword and the Hylian Shield on the wall. Uh, Wes has got his uh, Hylian Emblem t-shirt. I've got this really cool cheesy king zora shirt oh he's saying oh my god that is so good just clear in the air clear the vibes and uh it's time to move on to our next segment uh the pitch wherein uh, a number of our panelists will be tasked with pitching a game they've been playing for two minutes and the rest of the panelists will decide if they're buying or not um, since Steven has not actually been with us on the podcast since we started doing the pitch, we're going to give him the honor of going first. So, uh, let me know when you're ready, Steven, and I will give you a countdown. Ready to go. Three, two, one, go. Well, we're actually not done talking about Zelda, surprisingly. Oh my god. <laughs> because if you've been feeling that open world Breath of the Wild itch, 
Well, I've got a game for you. Maybe not the game for you, but a game. And I'm talking about Immortals Phoenix Rising. Terrible name, I understand. Gods and Monsters, much better name. Um, so Immortals Phoenix Rising has some really interesting ideas hampered by Ubisoft's flair, which is to say it has a really cool-looking open world and it has some diet Zelda shrines in them. Um, unfortunately, what it tried to fix about Breath of the Wild, which was to improve the combat um, specifically, it also shot itself in the leg because the um, enemies can be cheesed so easily once you learn to run and attack and upgrade a running attack ability um, that you don't actually have to engage in the combat at all. Um, it also suffers from the usual Ubisoft go find every single quest marker and then you're way too powerful and you just like look on the map and there's just a million things for you to do. So 30 that's super enjoyable. It's addictive. Don't get me wrong. Um, I think the art style is great for the enemies. The enemies are really fun. Um, unfortunately it, it wears thin and I only played it for 30 hours and it was very thin by the end of that 30 hours. Um, but yeah, if if you like Diet Zelda, um, check it out. Turn off the sound because the dialogue's terrible. Time's up. And, and you'll have a good time. Okay. Wow. Wow. I like how, I like how you I brought a, a game to pitch and you just crapped on it the entire yeah. time. You're trying to convince us to buy it. I, uh, a pitch I figured would be more of like a minute and 30 seconds about what you liked about the game and maybe 30 seconds about your nitpicks, not uh, a minute and 45 seconds about things that were like pretty eh for you, really, and then 15 seconds of, but it's all right, I guess. <laughs> oh, man. Well, at least, he's, at least he was honest with his yeah. feelings. You know? yeah. to, so, to clarify, well. I always, like, you know, I'm just that person that is that, you know, I'll I'll, I'll neg you because I like you. This is a game that I rated like an eight out of ten. <laughs> so, you, you I, I'm 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 doing a cavalcade of its errors for starters. Like what it does right is what a lot of open world games do do right. It has an amazing um, archery uh, set of puzzles. Like that that that's the one thing that it does that's different from. Breath of the Wild. Um, oh, so now we're getting into the, the one real thing? pitch. <laughs> I would say, honestly, the one thing. The, oh, the okay. bosses. Yeah. Yeah. And you want to have any other questions? Because I'm not going to. You, gonna... you simultaneously answered the two questions I had, yeah, yeah. which were number one, what does it do better than Breath of the Wild? And number two, how's the puzzle design? So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the puzzle design is interesting. It, again, amazing arrow puzzles. You have like a. Um, guided arrow which is pretty cool mm. and you you'll like maneuver around and it actually sucks your stamina because you're kind of like you're using magic to guide the, this arrow so that's kind of cool so you learn to like like breath of the wild you know eat some stamina fruit while you're shooting it so you can continue to to guide this arrow that's like the the best of it unfortunately unlike breath of the wild which you felt like you were so 
freed by um its open nature and when you broke a puzzle it rewarded you still like you you won like you know you beat the shrine by breaking it apart and doing it differently this game is like you stay on the path if you go off the path you hit into these lightning bolts and you lose all your stamina they say never cut corners and that's the biggest issue with this game is it doesn't let you cut corners there's a few instances where you can but usually you might get a yeah a 10 second time save or something like that out of it so it's like breath of the wild by way of red dead redemption 2 oh uh, that that you you're on the right track in the fact that yes like it 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 it, it can be a bit pondering like uh red dead redemption 2 it's more breath of the wild by way of just generic open world game design in the fact that they just keep on adding more um like i understand breath of the wild has 120 shrines that seems like a lot but they don't tell you to do them they tell you to go beat the boss that's your only goal in breath of the wild is beat the boss whereas this feels like no you have to do the set amount of quests and they tell you to go look around your environment and then you instantly see a bunch of markers if they didn't tell you to look around the environment and then instantly see all these markers it would probably be a better game because you'd have that sense of discovery you just don't have that sense of discovery the um the main quests are actually pretty fun and they have really cool unique shrines um in them that are like sort of like they're not a dungeon they're kind of like four or three shrines mushed into one around a central theme and they they're actually pretty cool but unfortunately the bosses just don't hold up at the end of them they're just slightly bigger than an enemy or you know twice three times as big but there's no impact they yeah. they have they have no zelda like fight to them where you know oh, they have no wait. large eyeball you have to hit three times until they're dead you know and that sounds stupid right that sounds dumb because it's like oh we've got this combat system but every metroid like metroid dread my god the boss patterns are absolutely blissful i hated every single boss the first time i fought them in I metroid put a dread. one minute timer on you steven and then <laughs> when you learn those patterns it's just like an absolute ballet whereas this game is not a ballet there's no ballet in sight it's like you know you you white uncle dancing in the corner it's like funny but it's not particularly like in a sad way yeah yeah in a sad way all right well uh you have 40 seconds left we'll sacrifice to the gods (laughs) i think think the problem you're having here is that steven just can't be contained by your format but like i said this is a fun addictive game if you like puzzles and and fighting it's it's just not great it's not gonna hit a nine if you think it's a nine awesome (laughs) i think uh i think it's time for us to go around decide for buying it i'll start uh what i walked away from with this pitch was that if you've played breath of the wild you're just going to be disappointed the whole time (laughs) so i i'm i'm not i'm not buying this game i don't i have no interest (laughs) what do you think Wes? So I actually already own this game. Um, I got it for Christmas last year. Um, I had played it for about two hours before I put it down uh, in lieu of something else. Um, I was really hoping that Steven's pitch would... It wasn't obviously getting me to buy the game, but I was hoping that it would get me to pick it back up. Mm. Um, sadly, Steven, uh, 
I'm not going to be doing that now. I don't think I don't Steven think. like least, cares that at least we're not interested in the game either. No, I, either. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Yeah. But uh, no, I don't need to be picking this back up, at least not right away. All right. Uh, Travis, what do you think? You buying this game or not? No. <laughs> Jonah, are you, are you buying this game or not? I, I was... I was like really excited because I never had a like a reason like, or want me. to. Convince yeah, I wanted me, yeah. I wanted Stephen to convince me, and he's like, okay. And here's every reason why you shouldn't buy this game. Here's it's every beautiful. reason why this game is like one of the worst games I've played. So no, I'm not gonna buy the game because it's an eight uh, out of ten. Jonah. Yeah, I want to. I want to know. I want to know like how like. I want to. I want to see him pitch a ten out of ten game and see how many wrong things yeah. are with. Bring Banjo Kazooie next time. <laughs> hey, I think Banjo Kazooie is like an eight point five, but it's my favorite game of all time. Like... Ten out of ten, personally, eight out of five. Yeah, eight point yeah. five critically. Yeah. Yeah. All okay. right. Cool. So, uh, why don't we toss it right on over to Travis, sir? If you please step up to the pitcher's mound and uh, wait momentarily as I reset my timer. Okay, now let me know when you'd like me to count you down. <laughs> mm, anytime. Three, two, one, go. I'm here to talk about another Ubisoft game. What? With elements that I don't like so much, but I'm not here to talk about what I don't like at first. <laughs> so over the last, you know, five years or more, so games have, since they went online, always been a way to hang, like, been kind of a way to hang out with your friends, right? But over the last five plus years or so, game companies have put more of a focus on that, right? I'm here to talk about the ultimate hangout game, Riders Republic. Uh, This is an open world extreme sports game that has uh, biking, uh, snow sports, skiing and snowboarding, and uh, air sports, rocket wings, and... uh, wingsuits yeah <laughs> i had to think of what they were called and the way that they have integrated uh the party functions is absolutely incredible it's streamlined to let you do whatever you want with your friends you can teleport to to people instantly the loading times in this game are incredible uh you can do any event that's on the map with your party members there are these gigantic mass races which are 64 people doing uh three races back to back that are multi-sports so you'll do uh downhill skiing and downhill biking pretty second you'll do uh you know you'll fly a wingsuit through a bridge and then you know at the end of the bridge you'll switch to a bike and bike to the finish line after that that and they're they're absolutely crazy and they happen every half hour. So you're hanging out with your friends, you go ride around in what might be Ubisoft's best Ten realized seconds. open world ever. And then, you know, 8.30 comes up and you're like, let's go do this mass race together. And it's an absolute riot and you can just talk to your friends the time. whole time. Wow. That was... See, Steven, that's how, uh, that's, that's how a pitch is supposed to go. Ubisoft <laughs> <laughs> hey, sure? didn't pay Steven enough, dude. <laughs> Oh, I thought a pitch could be a cautionary tale as well. Sure. I hope someone asks me a question about my yeah, negatives yeah. on so, oh, yeah. that. Yeah, that. Well, uh, I am curious how the game handles um, like 
you know, uh, single player, like if you're offline or not playing with other people? Uh, personally, I find it also to be really fun, be- partially because I know I'm like advancing my there. There is gear in the game that you unlock as you level up your your player, and it is highly influential on how you do like or on how fast you can go and how much you can sprint and things like that. Um, so it's absolutely worth playing through stuff single player and there's like earning stars uh, is a lot easier in single player. But for the most part, I'm playing single player to have a slightly better time when playing multiplayer with, with my friends. All right. So, um, I got a question for you real quick. Have you played any of the Ports Horizon games? No. Okay. I have five downloaded. I, w- I was going to ask you, like, how do these compare? Because, so, like, I know it's, like, event-based in Forza, but I haven't looked much into um, uh, Riders Republic, so I wanted to know, because, like, playing Forza Horizon is just, like, super free, and you get to do whatever you want whenever you want, and like race to your heart's content and do obstacles and jumps and all sorts of crazy things. So what's, yep. what what's this like? It's just like that. I mean, you, your friend says, Hey, I found something cool and you teleport to them and you ride down the, the cool thing that they found together. Dope. Like you don't have to go into an adventure or anything like the open world is, is sick. Like I have such a great time just, riding around you know i have found all the landmarks and and there's a couple other like findable you know things that are were like question marks on the map and there's of course 500 balloons throughout the world to pop uh i only have like 40 of those so um <laughs> uh, but yeah like there's there's tons of tons of freedom and i mean if you come across an event um while you're riding through the world you can just pop right into it um which i think like i played burnout paradise okay amount yeah so so like this is like burnout paradise but with extreme sports to me you know what i mean um because that's what i've played all right not i have i have two i have two questions uh is that okay i'll i'll go quick steven then you can go so two two questions uh number one How's the jank in the game? And number two, are there any events in the game between all the stuff that you can do that you don't like or that are unenjoyable? Uh, so there, when you like experience lag in uh, events, you just all your momentum stops for a second. Yeah, so that's pretty brutal as far as jank goes. And collision with other players in both the mass races and uh, just like the free for all twelve player events, uh, you'll get rammed right off the road. Uh, you know, sometimes, and uh, wow. it's it's harsh, but it the rest of it is fun enough that I don't mind. Uh, and the answer is no. Uh, and to your your other question of are there any events that I don't enjoy? And that the answer is no. Uh, like specifically, it's something I've commented on multiple times. That a lot of times I think to myself, "Wow, this event is really fun." And then I think, "Well, there haven't really been any events I've been like, I don't like this event." 
like every single thing has been at least you know baseline pretty darn fun and getting up to man that was really great nice thank you um my question kind of follows on from that in the idea of the mass races um to my understanding uh you're playing against interactable ghosts um no no no? so that's in regular of when in solo events um you are playing against uh player ghosts like other players who have done that event their ghost from there but in the mass race specifically it's at a set time it match makes everyone gets in uh and honestly i think it's pretty technologically impressive uh with how fast it loads um like when you teleport to uh you know a group member it's like two seconds wow seriously um one gripe i heard with reviews was that um for a game that really is so heavy heavily stylized in its um advertising and and very charismatic that you don't have that much um variation in like your outfits and stuff to begin with and does that affect like those big races in in the noise like if everyone's wearing the same attire does that like affect your enjoyment at the beginning it was very tough because everyone was wearing the exact same thing yes but uh you i mean for my experience hasn't been that because you know i've played a lot i've checked the shop every day i've completed sponsor contracts which give you clothes um so i was able to get away from that problem within the first couple of days the other problem is this game is not charismatic actually the writing is terrible the <laughs> the soundtrack that i turned the music off almost oh, immediately wow. really and started doing my own spotify uh yeah everything surrounding the gameplay in this game like not everything but like the presentation sucks all the cutscenes are bad like so that's why i wanted someone to ask me about like (laughs) bad stuff because like in my opinion other like I, and I'm through most of the career stuff, so I don't have to deal with the cutscenes or anything anymore, which thank God. But I'll tell you about uh, a line literally from the credits, and this will tell you how, how bad the writing was. Uh, so there's the main guy who's like the old veteran and his like protege, uh, Suki and Brett. And Suki is like, Brett. and doing this kind of thing is totally high key. and then brett is like and that's high key as opposed to low key right (laughs) these yeah and this is just emblematic of the entire like game the writing is uh, yeah it is the most how do you do fellow kids thing that i've Mm. ever experienced in my entire life so if you can't deal with those things don't get it like honestly it's always funny when you see that, like, um, Facebook sort of has, like, the three-year-old Reddit memes that, like, migrated to Twitter and then they finally get to Facebook. And that's what a lot of video game writing, like, memery, like, ends up being because, like, that's where they finally saw that meme is, like, on Facebook, like, four years late. Yeah, that's <laughs> unfortunate. And I, I just want to finish on music. So 
I've also had an uh, uh, issue with a Ubisoft game, which I had to turn the music off, which was um, the first Watch Dogs had a deplorable like music selection on their radio. So like, is there a particular reason? Is it just dull? Is it B-sides? Or is it just like, just not music that you like particularly? I mean, it's got like four songs by The Offspring, Black <laughs> and Yellow, hey, I'm an in. absolutely terrible cover of Gangsta's Paradise. Oh, like, yeah. an iced tea song like it like charles who who i play <laughs> this game with for the most part uh charles mcgregor uh just complains about the soundtrack all the time he's like oh oh man like one time we did this 12 minute long race and it was the cover of gangsta's paradise that he hated that was playing and he was like god i really hope this doesn't loop once it finishes and ladies and gentlemen <laughs> it did so yeah i just pull up spotify when i'm playing with friends uh and i pull up fods of professional valorant matches when i'm playing by myself <laughs> like, wow do they have a like any like charismatic djs like um ssx3 or anything like that or don't know I mean, if the writing's as good as he says it is, I don't think they. uh, I don't think they will. I mean, that was the thing. Like, basically, any part of the presentation in that way that I could turn off, gone. Like, and that's on facts, guys. Yeah, no cap, no cap. All right, uh, I think it's time for the panels to decide if we're buying this game or not. Um, Travis. I, I love recommend... this game, by the way. Let me yeah, just get... yeah. We've been negative. I've been play. pretty the negative on it for a while, but I'm having a great time. It's probably going to be my game of the year. I, I think wow. we should say, are we going to cop or drop? <laughs> <laughs> well, cap. uh... Yeah, cap or no cap. Yeah. When I was um, a zygote <laughs> in my mother's womb, my parents were walking down the street and they knocked over an old gypsy woman. It didn't help her up, so she pointed her gnarled, stick-like finger at my mother's womb and said, I curse your child. Uh, he shall never enjoy any sports-related video game ever in his entire life, so it's got to be a no from me. <laughs> Have you ever played Rocket League? Okay, I... Uh, there's an asterisk on the curse, <laughs> except Rocket League. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Hunter Pearson, <laughs> King of Rocket League. Um, I, I obviously I'm a little bit disappointed with the music selection because, like, obviously, um, for me, like turning off Pro Skater Two was so formative for me, like with with sports and music, um, in general. But from what I've seen of this game, other than like the the kind of weird jank of seeing like, um, and obviously it was early days, but seeing fifth or. Oh, 40 races that all have an orange jacket yeah was was a bit weird but like especially when there's orange pads that you have to weave your way through in some of the races imagine that couldn't be me (laughs) (laughs) but like uh i'm actually like looking forward to this game i don't know if i'll probably pick it up on sale but like it looks really cool especially uh, the switching just being like super quick like i guess they kind of picked that up from um was that the crew that they picked that up from? Like just switching from car to boat to all that sort of stuff. So, so it just looks, it looks cool. People have said like this is their kind of the culmination of the work they did with the crew and Steep, like kind yeah. of put together. 
they like yeah. they, this is what they've been trying to do for years and they finally did it yeah my god they've done it um cool. didn't at the same time it seems Wes, um, uh you buying so I got a Ubisoft game for Christmas last year, and I think I'm going to ask for a Ubisoft game for Christmas this year. So I will let my wife buy it for me. <laughs> have you touched uh, Valhalla Val yet? <laughs> I haven't. I, I still have it loaded on the PS5. I have not played it. <laughs> but um, I, I am interested in this game. It, uh, everything I've seen of it looks really cool. The gameplay looks cool. It looks fun. Um, I was really impressed with the kind of like um, GoPro um like first person over, camera first person over the mountain biking like w mm -hmm. over the tire and stuff that looked awesome very impressive i do, <clears throat> I do first person when i wingsuit yeah uh, I've, I've seen some uh oh, some video of that intense. too it looks pretty cool dude yeah. that you get more points based on how close you are to things and your heartbeat gets quicker the closer that you are so like it, you're actually best off kind of using this audio cue to tell how close you are to things more than anything i wonder That's cool. i wonder if you can feel that in the, the dual sense oh i wish it had dual sense integration because that is what i'm playing it with on pc are you oh okay hmm. wes if you get it for christmas you're gonna have to See if I'll let you know how the dual sense is if I so, uh, pick it up on PS5. Jonah, are you picking this game up? Hmm. Got a no uh, on sale, and uh, I'll let my wife buy it for me. So, <laughs> um, see, I'm 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 on the fence because, like, like you, I'm not much of a sports fan, but I really liked Forza Horizon Four. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, are you just going to play Forza 5 instead? Yeah, you're probably right. Sorry, yes. Travis. <laughs> but seriously, well, Travis, you said game of the year, like straight up? For me, yeah. I mean, wow, like, that's amazing. Honestly, I, gameplay, yeah. I, I, games are so much for me, like the way that I spend time with my friends. Yeah. And yeah. Valorant didn't come out this year. Mm, <laughs> so. I gotcha. I gotcha. <laughs> got almost like a thousand hours in valorant since like april oh <laughs> that's impressive oh man yeah, I, wish is, I, could get I don't back know if that's the word i would use man <laughs> but but yeah hey. well thanks for letting coming to my ted talk about why i love this game and you'll probably hate it i think it sounds great so i'm i'm looking forward I, to trying it myself please hit me up when you get it i like would love to play is there uh, cross show me on it play. It's show me the rope. cross play. Oh. it is full cross play <clears throat> i'm more intrigued i like to support games that have cross play yeah uh and charles mcgregor has actually we've been i've been asking him if he thinks that this is the worst sports game like extreme sports game soundtrack he's ever heard and he can't think of anything worse so it is that oh, yeah. bad yeah <laughs> did you play steep oh, yeah. at all just curious I'm... i didn't uh he did um and it d the controls are not uh like that close to steep as uh, according to people who played steep um so that's all i can tell you really okay does uh, uh how are we doing Oh, sorry, Jim. Uh, I was just curious. Does anybody know? Oh, there he is. I was wondering where Steven went. Yeah, just, you just had to take a little wee-wee. You okay, buddy? You back? 
Are you, are you recording now? Or? Yeah, we're still recording. <laughs> yeah, we've been talking the whole time. No big deal. Um, Jonah, how are we doing on time? Do we have enough time for another pitch, or should we move on? What do you, yeah, what do you we, say? we we we're good on time. We're good on time. Okay, cool. Well, my man, Jonah, you're next up to the pitcher's mound. Uh, give me one second. Let me know when you're ready for me to count you down. Let's go straight into it, baby. Three, two, one, go. How do you guys feel about elf-like beings with cool game mechanics and a fresh hand-drawn art style and, you know, a nice pleasant soundtrack with, uh, you know, cool, the three cool characters you get to uh, control all all at the same time. I am bringing Greek to the table today. A game that I was a little bit on the fence, but decided to pick up anyway because, uh, you know, it that art style just sold me that much. And once I started playing it, I actually, like, it dug its hooks into me. It feels like the nice combi- combination between something similar to, I guess, like an old school Castlevania and something with more of, like, an indie twist to it i i should say you play as the main character which is a young boy named greek and then his sister and his brother i haven't played it in two weeks so i can't remember what their names are but they're super cool (laughs) um greek has is just a little sword wielding kid he's super fast and he dashes and slashes essentially 30 seconds his sister uses magic and she can float and then the oldest brother has a like a long sword and a shield and uh a, like a hook shot grappling hook thing and you just solve puzzles and the combat's really good and you're collecting items and stuff and that's all i've got you guys can ask me questions now beautiful um man i don't like i've seen this game and i somehow missed the whole main gameplay mechanic of switching between three characters and now i'm like way more intrigued uh it does sound very like i think there's like i don't remember maybe it's castlevania 3 or something one of the old ones you could switch characters i think and then like yeah, portrait three. of ruin castlevania 3 dracula's curse you could yeah so i mean that's cool what it, do the do the other characters you're not controlling do anything or are they just kind of like hanging out until you switch to them so It's kind of, it's hard to explain. You kind of have to see it. But if a character's relatively close to you, you can hold the right trigger and you'll call them to you and they can huddle up. Or you can um, hold down the left trigger. I switched it to toggle because I felt like holding it down was a little awkward. But it'll, uh, it's called like the mimic button. And so all the characters will do the same thing, which is like, you can jump, double jump. And like all attack at the same time, and it's super cool because um, if you're fighting enemies or you come across enemies, whichever of the three characters you're uh, picking, um, you control their attacks, and then the other uh, ones that are in that follow will auto attack. And it's not like, oh, I'm gonna shoot a fireball. It's like I'm gonna spam you with attacks until you die. Like the the AI is pretty smart. It's just like you get in my radius and then I'm gonna destroy you. 
however I can. And it's cool because there was like one boss fight I was trying to be all uh, strategic with. And I was like, you know what? We're just going to group up. We're going to use like enhancements on all of the, the weapons that my party had. And then we all just like bum rush the boss and we killed him in like four seconds. So, I mean, it was, it was pretty cool because they're just auto. Oh, yeah, it's like uh, you're not actually just swapping characters. You're literally like controlling. Yeah, you can control three characters at the okay. same time and swap wow, between them crazy. to solve puzzles and stuff. That's cool. Yeah. Um, you sort of half answered this, but I guess I, I'll, I'll, I guess get you to to extrapolate on it. But um, I fell off after like the first couple areas in this game. Um, I found the first like boss to be pretty unforgiving and and not, I guess, <clears throat> possibly having like the best tells. Like, how did how how did the bosses evolve? Do they become um, I guess. Are they? Did you, did you feel that the difficulty was fair? Obviously, you said you you absolutely you know took out a boss in four seconds, but like, how was the difficulty in all the bosses? Um, I think the difficult. I honestly, I got really lucky with that one. I uh, like, I kind of cheesed him. I switched to the sister, and I was just spamming him with spells, and then he finally got close enough to us that the two brothers could just spam attack and i had her his half his health bar like lowered a little bit and by the time we got there it was just like watching like the chunks go down really fast down the bar you had all three characters at that point yeah okay um i i I think i had just gotten the the older brother when i was doing that boss fight um i mean the uh the the narrative of the game it's it's a little like cliche it's like oh we gotta we got a darkness fell over the forest so we got to do what we can to protect people and save it but it also like it feels kind of weighted and you like will watch characters die and it's pretty emotional because you see it reflect on other npcs and stuff in the story how did you feel about inventory management in this game um I got as many of the backpack upgrades as I could at the beginning, but uh, yeah, inventory management is um, is a little can be a little rough. You're pretty limited, and I think that's one spot that they could work on because you have to switch between each character if you're trying to craft a recipe. Um, you're basically just picking up like berries and herbs and stuff and you can use those to make like breath of the wild style cooking you put three things in a thing and then it comes out with food and you can use it to heal yourself um um but there's also like sellable items that you can pick up and sometimes those will uh will take up your inventory slots the nice thing about um the game is if you pick up key items they just add an additional pocket for that key item so it doesn't take up inventory, which is nice. Cool. Any other questions? Oops, Travis, I think you're on mute. <laughs> Do you get a you get another permanent uh upgrade for finding a key item? No. Or it, it, it just says that it goes away when that key item it goes away when that key item goes away. Uh, Okay. But you can uh, buy backpack upgrades and stuff. I uh, and you can also do like 
challenge um, courses to like upgrade health or find different things. They've they've got little upgrades and stuff that you can find. So okay, I, my question is, how does it feel to play? Mm. Um, it's that a game feel. It, I I personally think it feels good. It takes a while to get used to the controls. It's a little confusing mm. at first. Um, and I could definitely see that being a reason why Stephen. I mean, Stephen fell off of it pretty early on, but like. Like I said, I had to go in, and you can fully remap the controls and switch things to toggle if you want. Um, and I had to switch the the mimic to toggle because I felt like holding it down was uncomfortable. But I think the game feels good. I feel I think the combat feels like satisfying enough to be enjoyable. I'm not gonna say it's the best combat I've ever felt in a side-scrolling game, but it it feels pretty good, and the uh, the platforming feels solid except for the brother's um grappling hook it's it's a little wonky but i mean you do get you you do can you can manage it pretty all right all right well i think we have enough information to decide uh for me personally this game sounds like really unique and cool so you know I think I think I'm kind of yeah it sounds like right up my alley so i i'm just definitely on my radar now i think i'm going to be picking it up So I beat this game already earlier this year. Um, (laughs) I liked it. I liked it a lot. Uh, I thought it was really good. Um, It's not a super long game, so Mm -hmm. you can cruise through it in six to seven hours and be done. Um, But uh, my biggest criticism, I think, with it is that, you know, you spend all this time kind of like you start out as, as the main character Greek and you are looking for your siblings and you find your sister and then you have to go and find your brother. And by the time that you find your brother, you have about an hour of the game left. So Ah. you really don't have a lot of time spent with all three siblings together working in tandem. Um, So I I felt that, you know, they could have padded it out a little bit longer in that sense, but otherwise it's a really good game. It's, it looks really great. I think, I think that the platforming feels really good. Greek's got a double jump. Um, that feels really nice. Uh, his sister, like Jonah mentioned, has a, like a floating mechanic. Um, get, it takes some getting used to getting, flipping through the characters, like he said. Mm-hmm. But, um, but uh, generally speaking, I think it's a good game. I think it's, it's worth checking out if it sounds interesting. Cool, cool, cool. West must be like a master of these kinds of games because I'm I'm at about eight hours and he he absolutely flew through this game. It's, I mean, the man loves it's, it's it funny. It's funny because you you mentioned that that boss. I think it's the the first boss that you fight with the uh, with the brother. Yeah, and that you just you just creamed him. Yeah. Um, he, I ki- beat that he killed boss. me several times. He killed me several times. Like he wasn't yeah. a pushover. I just got lucky that that one time that I killed him. I beat that boss by exploiting the AI. Mm. <laughs> I was able to because you're on like there's two levels, mm-hmm. like an upper level and a lower level, and so I was able to um, uh, jump up to the upper level, and he would try to like jump up to get me. And as he would like jump over, I'd hit him and I'd fall back down. And then he would jump down. And I'd hit him again and jump back up and he'd jump back up. And I was just able to do that in a loop. And he just, he never hit me and he died. It was, yeah. it was the best example I've had in a long time of just exploiting enemy AI. And nice. if you so don't well. cheese that boss, it does feel really <laughs> intense. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, I like the cheese. What can I say? Oh yeah. <laughs> give me the give me the cheddar. <laughs> oh well, I guess we know your answer, Stephen. You did buy the game, but you dropped um, it off. Yeah, I was trying to see if this would like reignite my passion for it, but unfortunately, hearing about the um inventory management, like early in the game, like it is really kind of annoying that you're really stunted because all you want to do is, you know, oh cool, I'll make some potions and stuff like that, and then you sort of realize that, oh, I can only hold a certain amount of, you know, veggies or whatever it is to make these potions. So then you have to drop certain ones. So then you've got three of one kind of each, as many as you can, but you still can't even hold the amount of, like, veggies that you see, like, on the map. So um, it was kind of annoying. And, yeah, I just, the, um, I hadn't really delved into, I only just got the sister, and so I hadn't really delved into the, the dual mechanics, but I was instantly like, I don't think I'm going to enjoy this game. Um, so, yeah. The art style is beautiful, but I don't know if I'm going to pick it up again. It reminds me very much of, like, uh, Hollow Knight, in terms of the uh, yeah the kind of, like, hand-drawn aesthetic mm -hmm. of the game. Speaking of really language. Nice. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Travis? You picking it up? Uh, probably not. Uh, I'm really bad at character switching. Like, okay, yeah. Uh, it took me, I don't know, 60 hours of Final Fantasy VII Remake to, like, <laughs> really be switching between my characters, yeah. uh, effectively, so. Fair enough. Fair um, enough. It, it's a lot of the... I'm sorry. A lot of the character switching isn't necessarily on the fly. Maybe in some boss battles, it kind of is necessary, but it's not like, oh, you have to switch to, to this character, then switch to that one, and then just like going back and forth super fast to try and do it. It's mostly, I'm going to switch to this character so they can step on this switch, and then I'm going to have them have this other character go up to this platform over here, switch back hit the bell and then switch to the other character so they can get across. So it's it like the puzzles are done really well in this game. I understand if that doesn't change your mind. I was just saying it's not like super reflex based character switching with this game. Like it kind of is in uh Final Fantasy 7 remake. Yeah, pro probably still no. <laughs> <laughs> it <right>. works. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, uh, I will turn things over to um, Wes for my favorite part of the show, the game. All right, so we're bringing it back to Video Game 20 Questions. Um, Steven, Ooh. I don't know, have you been on the game or been on the show since we switched how we do the game? No, I haven't been on it with the lightning round, but I cool. understand what it is okay yeah so uh just so everybody's clear um everybody we you have 20 questions to guess the video game uh working in in tandem together uh you have to take turns so the turn order will be travis jonah kaden steven travis jonah kaden steven um after seven questions um i will so you have 20 sorry should say you have 20 seconds to ask a question if you don't ask a question in 20 seconds you lose your question and it moves on to the next person so that's how we keep it moving after seven questions i'll give you guys a minute to kind of convene together and uh, talk strategy and then we'll keep going again you have another seven questions if you haven't made a guess by then 
um, you can reconvene. And then at the end, I'll give you one more minute to guess the game. So, everybody clear? Yeah. Do it. Can we guess the game before that final minute? You can, you but you can. Insane. But if you get it, if you get it wrong, you everybody loses. Yeah, we got so one chance. You have as one a, shot. We we work. So so make... If I use my first question to guess a game, then everyone's gonna hate me. Yeah. Exactly. You're okay with that. Okay. You know. <laughs> All right. Are we ready? Yes. I'm All right, Tra <laughs> Travis. Travis, uh, you are kicking things off. Thir Did this. Uh, did this game come out before 2005? Yes. Oh. Jonah. Was this game on the Super Nintendo? No. Hayden. Uh, is this game uh, three-dimensional? Yes. Steven. Is this game multi-platform? No. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, is this game on PlayStation 2? Yes. Hey, oh. Uh, does this game have a painted art style? No. Hayden. Um, is this game a JRPG? No, that's seven. Okay, I'll give you one minute uh, to talk let amongst me, yourselves. Let me recap, um, you guys. We know console it's a console exclusive PS2 3D game that came out before 2005. That's not JRPG. I was I was thinking of Tommy. Um, that's why I asked the hand painted mm, art style. Um, but. now like. I don't know how recently Wes decided on the game, but Metal Gear Solid 2 just had its anniversary, 20-year <laughs> anniversary. Um, I should have asked if it was Japanese still, but I guess that'd be like every game on the PS2 pretty much. Yeah. But obviously, PS2 has the biggest <laughs> library of, like, most ga most gaming systems. Yeah. Yeah. It probably doesn't now because of how, much, how many digital games there are, but yeah. I, I did want to ask if it was a first party game, so oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, but that would help yeah. uh, with the Metal Gear Solid idea as well, right? Yeah. Is, but that's but that's Konami, so it's third. It's not. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right all right, right that's right. a minute. So bringing it back, I believe, uh, Steven, you are kicking things off. So three, two, one, go. Okay. It is this game developed by a Japanese studio? No. Oh. Travis. Uh, is this an open world game? What? <laughs> is it an open world game? Uh, yes, yes, too. Not. That's a hard question <laughs> to answer, actually. Uh, semi open world, I will say. So it's not a yes or no answer, but uh, I will say semi-open world. Okay. All right. Jonah. Did this game come out at the uh, end of the PS2 life cycle? Mm, 
trying to remember what the end of the PS like before before PS3. No, no. It came out after the PS3. No, I said it was not at the end of the PS2's oh, okay. life cycle. Okay. <laughs> um, is this a sports game? Um, no, I would not consider it a sports game. No. Steven. Oh man, I have no idea where this is going. Okay, so it's yep, yep, yep. Thinking, thinking, thinking. My hat is on. Shit, I don't know. Um, Just ask is... if it's a it has Grand Theft Auto in the title. Hey, hey, oh. hey, hey! <laughs> no collaboration. Um... Five seconds. No, it's not exclusive. Oh, I don't know any PS2 games. Okay, it's that's 20 something. seconds. You lost your oh, question. Right. Sorry. No. Travis. What's no. doing? Is there... Do you play as a human being? I don't know. Oh, boy. Um... That feels like it should be pretty cut and dry. <laughs> I'm going to say... I'm going to say... This is hard. Um, you you play as a human character. Um, what? <laughs> you, you select a character that is a human being. Okay. And that's, that's the end of... That's uh, question 14, so you get another minute to convene. Sorry, I dropped the ball, lads. I don't know any Western PS2 games. Why is it so hard to like decide if you play as a human being or not? That's really going to throw me off. Yeah. But, okay. So, yeah. What's a Western we PS2 of, game? Yeah, can we think of any Western PS2 exclusives that aren't a sports game? Well, well I like, you said I, Grand I like Theft the, Auto, but... Um, you don't select a character in Grand Theft Auto. Are the twisted, are the twisted metal game? Because when it, when he said, so, do you say yes to sports or no to sports? He said no to no. sports. No. So is racing included in sports? Wait, but no, it's not racing. But not it's not really... racing. It's 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 car combat. So it's not racing. So twisted metal black maybe? Like oh yeah, could be. Uh, I don't know who developed that though. I don't like, know idea. I don't like think there's... that was a Japanese developer. Um. Is Jack from Jack and Daxter a human being, or is he like a weird? But is there a c character selection in that? <laughs> oh, um, Jack. Right, that's the end of a minute. Yeah. Oh my god. Is racing? So, uh, let's see. I'm sorry. Who do we leave off on? It's not like he's Jonah. It's my Jonah. All right, Caden, my, why don't you yeah. why don't you kick us off? Ready? Three, two, one, go. Um, is it a fighting game? No. Is it a car combat game? Yes. Shit. Okay. Travis. Does it have metal in the name? It does. <laughs> does it have black in the name? It does. <laughs> Send it home, Caden. Two questions left. I will concede our remaining two questions and uh, I will ask is this game Twisted Metal. Metal Black it's Twisted Metal Black <laughs> yay you go, oh my God. Wow, you yeah. got it I, uh, congratulations I, I, I give that one to Steven because uh, <laughs> yeah I was already steering away from car games so. yeah. you, you, you will always have to ask the, do you play as a human 
question yeah. in the video <laughs> games playing question. That one's a tough it's one like, because technically, mm. I mean, your character. I see your confusion win, now, but yeah. you're yeah. really only controlling the car. So, well, if I asked you that question about Rocket League, what would you say? I have no idea if there are characters in Rocket League. How big is say. how big are the cars? How big is the ball? Oh, I don't know. I've never know. played Rocket League. Aren't they remote control cars? <laughs> is that the lore? They look like remote control cars to me. Uh, well, I'm glad so I didn't pick Rocket dots, League. <laughs> there's dots in the audience, right? There's, you know, like spheres in the audience. And the speculation is those spheres are also inside the cars. Oh, God. Like, you know. Jesus. Control. What the <laughs> fuck? Who knows, though, man? Who knows? God. <laughs> Well, uh, thank you so much for uh, orchestrating that game, Wes. It's always a pleasure. I'm glad that we didn't let that ourselves down. Fun. That was very yeah. fun. Yeah, nice um, job. That was kind of a, a more random pick for me. Yeah. So. Good job getting it. All right. Well, uh, we made it, guys. We're here. It's Somehow the we the made podcast. it. Yeah. Uh, we'd like to thank you, Travis, for taking time out of your day to be on with us. It was a pleasure having you on. Thank you so much for having me as 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 you could all tell, I have a lot of PPE, you know, pent up pod energy. So uh, but thanks for helping me get that out. This was so much fun. Um, you guys are great. All right. We will quickly go around for final thoughts from everyone. We'll let you go first, Travis, as the guest. Anything that you want to plug at all? Uh, any random thoughts you're having? Just go for it. Go watch Arcane. Uh even if you like I, I don't know anything about League of Legends, neither does my wife, and I think it's so good. It might be the best like video game related property uh that's not a video game that I've seen. Uh, better than Castlevania, the Castlevania anime. Uh, yeah, right. I mean okay. the Apollot the there's like yeah, I and I think Castlevania is amazing. Like okay. before this, I would have said that. So, okay. You know. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and hopefully we got an episode of the Draft Punks podcast dropping sometime in the next, you know, week to two weeks. Fingers crossed. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I've been, I've been on a, on a Draft Punks uh, drought. drought. I know. Yeah. Me too, man. Yeah. <laughs> got nothing to listen drought. to. Um, all right, uh, Steven, um, now that you've been reunited with us, uh, <laughs> final thoughts. Um, yeah, I guess, like, obviously, it's it's nice to be back. And, like, my only like advice to everyone out there is don't be like Majora's Mask Link, don't catfish people, Pete. Right? <laughs> uh, Wes, final thoughts. Uh, I'd just like to personally uh take a second to apologize to travis for uh his uh <laughs> getting uh interrupted during his uh his debate so <laughs> that was uh that was bad form and uh we, we don't taken aback, we, we, we don't stand for those that kind of nonsense here at the great cane debate so uh i apologize um my final thoughts is uh yeah just uh check out draft punks um they're awesome they have an awesome show uh there's a ton of great episodes to go back and listen to um and uh they have an awesome discord so check them out i mean sure. and if you're a fan of this show both caden and jonah have been on so uh, you can check out their Ooh. episodes in particular and we will have to have wes and steven on sometime heck yeah 
That'd be great. Oh, if, if you want your uh, podcast episode to go for four hours long, right. <laughs> uh, the last time we had somebody with a heavy accent on, we did an episode about swear words that were all beefed out. So you oh, know, wow, I'm sure we can find something else to do. Uh, final thoughts, Jenna? Um, Travis, it was awesome having you, man. I really appreciate it. You just coming in and, uh, you know, letting off a little bit of that, uh, PPE steam, you know, it was, uh, it was fun to have you. It was fun to hear you join in on Steven's tangents, you know, it, it's been well missed Steven. I know I've given you a bunch of crap this episode, but it's cause I miss you and I love you, man. So I'm super happy that we got the gang back together now. Um, just a quick bit of housekeeping. Uh, the last game club has come and gone, so we won't be doing game club anymore for uh, 2021. But it will be back in 2022. We still need to figure out a, a, a date when we're going to do that. And we will be picking our poster winner for this glorious, glorious Doom Eternal poster from Crossmac Art. And uh, yeah, we still got Secret Santa up. And uh, it. I think there's going to be, by the time this comes out, there's only going to be like one week left to join in. So please do. And uh, give a gift and get a gift, you know? Have some fun. Share some love. Be kind to everyone, everyone. You know, let's go. Beautiful message. Um, <laughs> uh, as always, I've been your host, Kate Birthday Lane. Um, you can find us at YouTube at Great Game Debate channel, and our Discord is the Great Game Debate, and our Twitter is uh, at Great Game Debate, spelled D E B eight. And uh, you can find a link to our Discord to join in the fun at any of those places or any of our personal Twitter accounts. Um, but uh, my my final thought is uh, go uh, go to neuralblender.com and just have some fun. And uh, anyway, happy gaming. Bye. 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 As always, a big thank you to our friend Mr. Riven for the music in our podcast. If you like what you hear and you want to check out more of what they have, you can pay them a visit on Twitter at capital M I S T capital R I V E N 719 or on Bandcamp at Mr. Riven. Thanks again for tuning in. Till next time.